Good morning, Say What family. How are you guys doing today? I hope you're having a fantastic Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whichever day you're listening to this podcast. I am so grateful for you listening and I hope that your your day is wonderful. I am sitting in my office on a Zoom recording right now because I have a guest on today that I am so excited to talk about. I actually briefly mentioned her in last week's episode when I was sharing um, about our bodies and the, how, our, how it's a mindset thing, not a body thing. I mentioned her and so I'm really excited for you guys to actually get to hear her talk today. Um, Her name is Haley Lynn Carpenter. Haley Lynn, say hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I am so excited to have you on the podcast, guys. I... I don't remember how I found you. I think I think someone else shared your profile or something. I think we might have a mutual friend on Instagram, but I can't I can't fully remember how. But when I found you, I was like, oh, she's amazing. And I love every single thing that you're talking about. And so I was like, I have to have her on. And you guys are going to feel the same exact way. Like you're going to love this conversation that we're having. I just know it already. Um, just from seeing the little bit of your life on Instagram and our, our just conversations that we've had. Um, she's fantastic guys. And I'm just so honored that she decided to, uh, or that she like is going to be a guest of the podcast today. So Haley, I'm so, or excuse me, Haley Lynn. I'm sorry. I will get that correct. I'll get that right. Oh, good. It's okay. okay. I'm from Texas. So everyone says Mary Lou, Mary Jane. It's yeah. all good. Haley Lynn's great. <laughs> yes. I, like, I want to make sure I get your name right though. Haley Lynn. Um, so, cause I had it in my head. It was Haley. So I'm like, no, it's not, it's not right. Haley Lynn. Um, <laughs> Anyways, okay, let's get to know you a little bit better so uh, my listeners can get to know you. So introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? 30,000 foot view of you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. The first thing I want to tell you is I really love your account and the work you're doing in this world. So I just want to first say thank you for having this podcast. And thank you for serving women so authentically and vulnerably. It has helped me open up as well. So as much as you've learned by me, and I'm honored by what you just said, I want you to know I see you in the same light. So thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm going to cry. Of course. So, so I help women who struggle with anxiety and burnout create emotional safety through boundaries and self-love strategies. I am a certified life coach. And I'm also a licensed therapist in Arizona because I noticed there was a gap in life coaching where maybe some mental health strategies strategies could be beneficial for my clients. So I went back to school, got my master's degree, and I also am an Enneagram too. And I saw that on your podcast bio. So we're going to get along. We're going to get along so well. Oh yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Um, Guys, when I saw her Instagram and saw that she talks about uh, boundaries and burnout and women with anxiety, I was like, yep. Yep, I have to hit that follow button because that is, I feel like that describes me. And so that's, that's so cool. Thank you for the, for the work that you're doing. So how did you get into, like, get into doing this? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So I like to tell my, you know, my community, I like to say that your pain is your greatest podium. And that is definitely the case with my, my struggle with anxiety and my need to please. I actually grew up in athletics for years. And when I say athletics, I mean, very competitively, I played pro tennis, I played in college and a lot of my worth was surrounded on how I competed on the court and how I, how I won and how I showed up for my coaches in college. I really started to notice those symptoms of burnout and compassion fatigue and lack of boundaries. This looked like sleeping less. So functioning on three, four hours of sleep. I had racing thoughts, replaying 
what tomorrow's gonna hold. Um, and I found myself perpetually in a stuck burnout cycle. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I found myself about to graduate, what a lot of people are thinking, you know, during those, those times of the podium is what am I going to do with my life? Mm -hmm. Like, what, why am I here? Why did God put me here? What am I going to do with my life? So I did what any good person would do in this situation. I Googled, yes. <laughs> I went to Google, which helped me get through my master's degree jobs to help people. And the number one job that popped up, I was very surprised was a life coach. I mm -hmm. thought like nursing was going to pop up or something with like counseling, but a life coach popped up. I was like, what the heck is that? So I went to school to be a certified life coach. Mm -hmm. And once I got out of life coaching, I realized there really was a gap between just thinking positively and like toxic positive mm. and actual trauma informed care. There's a big yeah. difference. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to bridge the gap. So what really led me to do the work I do is wanting to bridge the gap between therapy and life coaching and really serve women in both arenas as wow. like a, a sandwich coach where you can bring both worlds together. And so I've yeah. been doing this for four years. I love it. And it's, it's truly a blessing to serve women. Yeah. I, that is so powerful. And I think it is so needed and like just being able to bridge the gap between the two, I think is, I think is huge. And uh, I love that you briefly mention compassion fatigue, because this is something that I recently have been talking with my therapist about, and I had no idea that this exists. And so when you said that, I was like, Ooh, cause I, I just was just talking to my therapist about this and explaining how I was feeling and, um, and just some situations in life. And, and she was like, so this is what this is called and let's talk through it. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I had no idea that compassion fatigue existed. And yes. I think Enneagram twos probably experienced that <laughs> a lot. Um, not like any more than any other person, but I can just see with with our desire to serve people and help people mm -hmm. and be more the helpers. So yes. you know, innately compassionate. And so, but that can get really exhausting. <laughs> and I didn't realize how much it was affecting my life. And so I love that you uh just brought that up because I that don't think that's the thing that people really talk about a lot is just feeling exhausted by having to be compassionate for people. Yes. Yep. Pouring so much of yourself that you don't take enough in. It's like pouring from an empty pitcher. It right. doesn't work. So I'm glad that you're working on that. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And I remember it like, or not remember, I, this is very recent in my life, felt like a jerk for feeling that way. I was like, how, how could, like, that sounds so mean. Like I'm so tired of taking care of people. And it's because I realized that I was like not being filled myself and I was burning out, which I think yep. is the perfect transition for us to talk about burnout. Um, because I don't think I, I did not realize that I was burnt out on like taking care of people and pretty much all areas of my life until I started talking about compassion fatigue specifically mm -hmm. with my therapist. But so let's just like get into this where I know today we're going to talk about burnout and boundaries and, and pat and purpose, but like, I want to start with burnout first. And so, um, how do we, how do we know that we're burnt out? Like, cause I don't know that anyone can easily just say like, oh, I'm so burnt out. Like we don't probably realize we're in it until we're like deep in it and mm -hmm. feeling burnt out. And so how do, how do we know that we're, we're experiencing that? 
Yeah, so that's that's a really great question because if you're not aware of something, it's really hard to change it. So awareness is the very first key. Mm-hmm. And there, there are external and internal signs that you're burnt out. External signs are going to look like having a low energy, lack of motivation to do things that you recently enjoyed or you've normally enjoyed, like cooking, you know, or just hanging out with your friends, insomnia or poor sleep, mm-hmm. um, something like what we call Sunday dread. So you're so terrified of going to work on Monday and you might even find yourself looking at other jobs on a bathroom break. That is a big sign of burnout. I've noticed with my clients looking for another, like another reality. That is another external sign. Um, Being reactive with your family. So not responsive, feeling heavy in your body is an external sign. And maybe being short of breath, noticing that your breath is more in your chest versus your belly. Oh man. So, I'd ne- wow. I'd never thought about that. Like that one yeah. in particular. Wow. No, that that's, you're completely right though. I mean, yeah. I think about the times I've been burnt out and the shortness of breath for sure was there, but I've never equated the two <laughs> until yeah. you just said that. Wow. Yeah. And shortness of breath is actually associated with migraines and mm-hmm. migraines have been just on the rise or so many more new commercials about migraines I've noticed, you know, so I definitely think that burnout can lead to those external signs, those physical signs. And then we have internal signs. These are going to look like more value-based in your emotions. So feeling hopeless, feeling like a soul sadness, um, feeling like your thoughts, you know, what you do don't matter, what your actions do, why do it? why wake up? Those are, those are th- feelings of thoughts and of hopelessness. And then um, some other internal signs are like racing thoughts when you're sleeping, you mm-hmm. replay conversations that you've had from the previous day. Um, maybe, oh, am I, oh, I am reading the right ones. <laughs> just mm-hmm. kidding. Um, and so, yeah, just those internal signs. One that I really want our listeners to be aware of is really feeling hopeless. That is a big one. Like what you do is not making any change in your life. Those are those internal thoughts and emotions that you're feeling. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really helpful. Um, friends, if you're listening to this and you are like, crap, that is exactly where I'm at right now. Um, I don't want you to feel alone. So I want to encourage you right now, if you're feeling that way, like you are not alone, we are, we're in this together and Haley Lynn is going to help us figure out how to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. We've all been there. It's, I think, especially, especially as women, we want to take care of people and we have it in our nature to like take care of others and take care of things and just, and be that backbone. And so it's, I feel like it's, it's a common thing for us to feel burnt out, but we don't need to stay there because then we're just going to keep circling and, and the, and the feelings of hopelessness will just get louder and louder and louder and not be replaced with any hope or any, any hope to, to get out of it. And so, okay, we're here now. We, we experienced it. We're owning up to it, admitting it. What, what's our next step? Like what's the, what's the next step? We yeah. Can yeah. So once you realize that you have these burnout signs, the next step is to fill your needs up. 
knowing what your needs are. So kind of going back to that analogy of an empty pitcher, it makes complete sense. If you think about this beautiful garden you have that includes your family, your kids, your relationships, your job, you pouring into them is only going to be beneficial to them if you are full. And when you are burnt out and you're living in those signs and you're noticing those signs, you're not full, you're pouring from an empty pitcher. So you have to discover what your needs are. And this goes back to basic psychology, just Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. Maslow's hierarchy of needs talks about your psychological needs first, which is food, water, warmth, and rest. That sounds so foundational, but when we are burnt out, are you drinking enough water? Are you, yeah, are you eating enough food for your energy level? Are you resting or are you over-functioning? If you're not meeting those basic foundational needs, you can't actualize yourself. You can't reach your full potential that God calls us to be. You just can't do that if you don't have the foundation. So the very first step is to meet those foundational needs. Mm, that's re that's really good. And so with that, would you say to kind of like take a look of your life and see where you're lacking and then maybe just focus on that one thing? Because yes. when I hear that, my immediate thought is, okay, well, that's overwhelming because I'm not eating, <laughs> not sleeping, and I'm overworking myself. And I'm, you know, it seems like there's so many things and then I'm overwhelmed and don't do anything. So yes. <laughs> we're just picking one to start with. Is that, is that some, some tips and advice for us? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Because if you think about what's leading to your burnout, it's a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It's not just your job. It might be your relationship. It might be financial struggle. Mm -hmm. If you try to tackle all those things, it's like running at a wave and not knowing how to surf it. You mm -hmm. have to be able to get on the dang surfboard and take one thing at a time and ride that burnout wave. And that wave might just be relationship, like focusing on the needs and just that relationship or focusing on the needs and just that financial struggle. So burnout doesn't leak into other areas. You're focusing on one thing. I think that's a great point to be made. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for explaining that because I know that like the idea of trying to get out of being burnout seems yeah. super overwhelming. Even though you gave me one step, it still, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, felt overwhelming. And so I think that's so good. You just pointing out like picking one, mm -hmm. one spot let's do that one. Okay. Let's yep. go to the next thing. What's the next mm -hmm. thing that we can do. And I try to think of like, okay, what are some really practical things that we can do? Cause I, I have to think that way, or I get like super mm -hmm. overwhelmed. And so if water is the area that I need to focus on right now, as far as the, the um, hierarchy of needs, like if that need is not being met, okay. Yep. What's a very easy thing you can do set a reminder on your phone for every hour and drink that water that you're not. Yep. So it's like mm -hmm. in front of your face, I'm being reminded to do this, carrying a water bottle with me. Okay, now, now I'm good on water. So what's the next thing I need to work on? Sleep. Yeah. Okay, I will mm. look at my calendar and not schedule anything after 7 p.m. So that way I can start preparing for bed and act not just like working or hanging out with people every night or whatever I'm doing until late and then I'm not getting to bed early and it's not quality. And so friends, as you're thinking about these different things in your life, like, try and think about it that way. Like what is some practical things I can do for like the, wherever I am lacking or whatever I need to work on one step at a time. Um, that's so good. Thank you for, 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 bringing, for bringing that, that part up. Um, okay. Let's, we're gonna, we're gonna move on really quick. Cause we, we were basically, we talked about, okay, now we're feeling burnt out. 
And so what's the next step for us? Okay. So I'm saying like, good on that. We know what we're doing with, with burnout. And I think, um, I really love that you really do. You focus on burnout boundaries and purpose because they completely align with each other. Like all three of them go completely together. And so, uh, I think boundaries help with burnout and purpose as well. So let's talk about boundaries really quick. I have not done a podcast episode on boundaries yet. And it was mostly because I felt like I couldn't speak on it without, and it be any kind of good advice. <laughs> I feel like I could, I feel like I could encourage my friends and people in my life all day to have good boundaries and set good boundaries. But I, that is just an area that I am constantly trying to work on. And so I'm so glad we have you to talk to us about this. Sure. It's a big topic, so I'm here for it. Yeah, save, saving all of us, saving all the Say What family listeners because we need some help because I haven't been able to help anybody in that area. So let, let's just get into talking about boundaries. So how do we know that we need to set boundaries? Like how do we even know that we are not doing that in our lives and we need to? Yeah, yeah well, you know, I think I'm glad that you wanted to include boundaries in this episode because those signs we just talked about external and external and internal are literally how we know we need to set them and so much more. So if you're experiencing any of those signs, as Hannah and I were talking about them, that's a sign you need a boundary. Boundaries Mm -hmm. are the root of self-care. So we know we need to set boundaries when we don't feel emotionally or physically safe in our relationships. And that includes the relationship we have with Mm ourselves, not just others. We think about setting boundaries with others, but you can't set boundaries with others if you haven't set yourself boundaries first. So that is really important. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I think of the the saying I heard one time and I, I wish so bad I can remember where I heard this from, but somebody had said, how can you be expected to keep promises to other people if you're not keeping promises to yourself? And yeah. I think it just goes hand in hand with the boundaries of like, if yeah. you're not keeping the boundary that you said, if you're not keeping that promise to yourself, then how can you be expected to do it? for other people and do it well for other people. And so I love that you, you brought it back to how we're experiencing burnout. And that's like example a hundred is like the example of us knowing that we need to set boundaries. What are some, um, what are, I think, I think I saw a post about this on your page. And if I'm wrong about the content, correct me. I think you had posted something about like, here's some like practical things that could be happening in your life that you feel like, or that are showing you that you need to set boundaries. And I think one of them was talking about being on your phone. Yeah. Right. Can you talk about that a little bit? I, I know I'm not yes. saying the full thing exactly, but can you talk about that? Absolutely. So that's, what's called a time boundary. There are actually six types of boundaries. Okay. It's not just, you know, we're setting a boundary. There's actually six types. There's time, intellectual, emotional, physical, spiritual and material. So there are six types. And when we set, if we are not setting boundaries and I'm going to, I'm actually not even going to hide behind a we here. I'm going to say myself and take full responsibility for this. If I am not setting a time boundary on my phone, I will be on it for hours Yes, as, as an online business owner. And you totally get this. If you, if I am not setting a time boundary on my phone, it will run my time. And so time boundaries are so important saying to yourself, I am going to be on my phone for 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening, and really putting containers on your time. Containers can look like morning, afternoon, evening, or they can look like 30 minutes, 
30 minutes, 30 minutes. There's a couple ways you can do that, but really important. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for explaining that. Cause I like that one resonated with me when I saw that because I am still very much trying to figure this out. Like you said, like my job is to be on my phone. So it's like (laughs) hard to figure that out. And I have like in the time, I don't think it's a time app, but whatever the app is that you can Mm -hmm. set like time parameters up, I have them. And I'm just so bad about being like, ignore, ignore. My husband literally has them set up like for every single time he opens the app. That way he is like conscious of like, okay, I, every single time opening the app, it's telling me I've been on it for too long. And that like, he's like, the more I see it, the more I'm like, okay, I don't need to do it. And so it stops him from getting on it. And he's really good about keeping that boundary. I am not. <laughs> so I am, uh, I'm glad you, you, t- you touched on that and, and saying that like, you will, your time will go away if there's, mm-hmm. and then you'll get to the end of the day. And it's like, what did I do today? I scrolled TikTok for like 12 hours looking at, right. and, and I would use the excuse of like, oh, well, I'm just like getting, you know, content inspiration, which mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no way I was doing that for, for 12 <laughs> hours, right? Like there's no possible way I was scrolling reels or TikTok for that long, just getting content inspiration. But anyways, that, thank you for touching on that and bringing sure. up the different types of boundaries. I don't, I didn't realize that there were different types. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's really good. And so friends like figure, I think as we're talking about this, like think about what area you're maybe you're lacking in as far as boundaries and like where we need to to stick to it a little bit a little bit more um and so what does it look like for like women for us women to set these boundaries because like I said I feel like it's really hard for women to do that because of our like innate nature and so um what does that look like for us yeah I think that is such a great question you know it's really a two-part process it's communicating your boundary whether that's verbally or over text and taking action to meet the boundary even if it's not met by the other person you meet it yourself Mm because every time we set a boundary there's an intention behind it. We intend to feel safer. We intend to be respected. And so if that boundary is not met, how are you meeting it? And communicating the boundary, I can't really emphasize this enough, is so important because our partners cannot read our mind. We cannot expect them to just know what we want. And we also can't expect them to know what we want one time. Psychology, yeah, psychology research here is that someone has to hear something eight to 10 times before they buy into it. Oh my gosh. Eight to 10 times. I know y'all can't see me, but my mouth was like, like I did not know eight to 10 times. Wow. Okay. I need to apologize to a lot of people then for not <laughs> listening to me the first time. <laughs> Isn't that funny? No, I mean, I'm guilty of it. I'll say something to my husband and expect him to uphold it next week. Yep, but I, I told it to him one time before we went grocery shopping. Like it was in passing. But I'm thinking of, I need to mostly apologize to anyone else. Oh man. Yeah. So it's a two-part process. We communicate it. We use our voice. We don't use silence. We don't use silent treatment. We don't Mm -hmm. use passive aggressiveness. We communicate assertively with our God-given talents of kindness and compassion Mm -hmm. and clarity. And then I know communicating is hard, but it's a two-part process. You take action, whether that's you meeting it because it was not met by the other person or you upholding it. Just like you said, if you don't take your boundaries seriously, no one else will. So it's your job to take action on it post-verbal communication. Yeah, no, that's really good. And I'm sure 
it gets easier over time. Like I'm sure mm-hmm. it gets easier the more that you stand up for yourself and the more that you communicate that clearly, it will get easier over time and almost become like just a part of you. At least I hope that. That's my hope is that like the more I'm implementing boundaries in my life, the, the easier it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's hard. How do, how do we how do we keep them? Because I will like, like I said, I'll use the time one again. That one is like so hard for me. I will say that I'm going to do it. And then I think it's either laziness or I'm just like, I don't know, it's probably laziness and it's easier to be on my phone than do other things. And so I'm just calling myself out here. Friends still love me through this, but (laughs) it's easier for me to be on my phone than to do all the other stuff that I need to do. And so how do, how do we keep that? How do I keep that? Yeah. I think that's a really great question because keeping boundaries is so hard, like setting them is hard and then keeping them is even harder. Mm -hmm. I think an important piece here is to take them very seriously and tie them to a core value. Now, core values are like their own thing. That is like, you'll have to have me back here, Hannah, so we can go over values. But but when you value mental health and you value self-love and you spend 12 hours on your phone, you are not taking your value seriously. You're Mm -hmm. actually just honoring a value, a core value of who you say you are. Mm -hmm. I know that I am a daughter of Christ and that Jesus loves me when I am acting out towards my neighbors who are also, you know, loved and sisters and daughters of Christ. I am not living by my Christ value, my faith value. And so how you keep them is you anchor them. If you are setting a boundary just setting a boundary and it doesn't have weight to it, you're going to drift. Think Mm -hmm. about your boundary like a ship and the world are the waves. Society and social media are big Mm -hmm. waves that are going to take your boundary and want to just take it all over the ocean. It's important that you have an anchor and that anchor are your values. And I I know value work is going to be a whole nother thing, but just asking yourself, what do I really value? If you value mental health, scrolling for 12 hours is not serving you. Right. Right. That kind of thing. Wow. My mind is honestly just blown because I had never, never thought about that. This is why you do what you do. This is why you're so good at what you do because I (laughs) never thought about it in that frame. I just always, which I do think part of mine is, is we got as lazy, but I think it's, I think it also goes to, I had not attributed a value to it. And so my mind instantly went to a project that I'm working on that I have shared some on the podcast is like, I'm wanting to consult with women who are going through public floor physical therapy. And I've like taken steps to do that, but, I, and I've already done that some with some women, but I have not fully launched the program because I'm just like, putting it off or it's, I'd rather just like rest and watch TV for four days straight, which that's not good either. And so I, and so my mind just went to like, okay, what what is the value with that? My value is I really value helping women and having, and women not feeling alone through pelvic floor physical therapy, because that is something that is so isolating. And so maybe now if I'm thinking about it that way, I will cut off my phone and I will, I do need to own up. It's not 12 hours. It's eight hours for me. Let's say 12 hours, but I'm just, I'm just being honest here with my people that I, my screen time does tell me eight hours, which is still horrendous. <laughs> I am glad that you said that. Thank you. That really just opened my eyes. And I know it's going to open so many other people's eyes is the value piece of it. And we're definitely going to have you back on to talk about values. Absolutely. (laughs) We'll text and figure that out. (laughs) 
Um, and so I think, I think a lot of, uh, boundary work is also comes from a place, a place of people pleasing. So you don't want to keep your value or keep your boundary because you want to people please and want to make this person happy. And so I'll just rather make this person happy than keep this boundary. Um, that's something I fall into so much. And I know so many women do. And so how can we break that cycle then of people pleasing Mm -hmm. and maybe boundary instead of people pleasing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. People pleasing is hard because your intention is to serve others, but it, it hurts you in the long run. So in order to stop any cycle, the cycle of people pleasing, the cycle of burnout, but specifically people pleasing here, we have to first realize we're on one. The very first step is self-awareness. If we are in denial that what we are doing is working, we're not going to get off the cycle. It's going to be familiar. Our brain doesn't really serve us to make us happy and to thrive. It serves to keep us alive. So people pleasing is a familiar pattern keeping us alive. We have to realize that we're on a familiar pattern and it's not serving a purpose. So that's the very first step to breaking a cycle. The second step is to start holding boundaries with people, things, and events that drain your energy. Mm-hmm. This is going to be hard. And I love that you brought up your phone because that is so, like, that is so me too, <laughs> being a business owner. So I'm so glad you brought that up. But there are things in our life, like holding on to jeans that we have in high school that don't fit us anymore. There are people in our lives that leave us emotionally drained. And there are things that are not serving us that we need to hold boundaries around. That's the boundary work. And I, you know, I put on here, this could be your phone, family, speaking to a family member. Once you start holding boundaries, you will start to continuously hold your values. And that's how you break the cycle of people pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. I, that that's really powerful. And like just putting it back to your values and wanting to hold on to like, that value is more important than, than other things. And if you're not holding on to that, then like you said, your brain is familiar. And that's so good because talking about how our brain just like, it's hard for it to go another path, but it's worth it. Like we are worth it. Our mental health is worth it. Our well-being is worth it to do the hard thing and, and choose a new path in our brain. So I think that's, I think that's so good. Hannah, uh, can I go off script and give your listeners a coping skill here? Please. Yes. So- Something that has been really helpful for me to everyone that's listening, break up people pleasing is this, including those steps that we just went to. I ask myself, am I going to choose 30 seconds of discomfort for a week of bliss or a week of bliss or a, a 30 seconds of comfort for a week of uneasiness? You got to choose your 30. So choose 30 seconds of discomfort. Cause when you hold a boundary with someone, you're going to feel guilty and sad. There's no such thing as a guilt-free boundary. Mm. So choose your 30. Would you rather have a week of mental health for 30 seconds of discomfort or 30 seconds of, yes, I'll do it, mm-hmm. and a week of resentment? So yeah. for our listeners out there, just ask yourself, what's my 30? Am yeah. I going to choose the right 30 in this moment? Am I going to own up to a better week or a week of resentment? I just wanted to throw that one out there to help yes. people Oh, that's huge. No, I'm so glad that you said that. My my brain gets overwhelmed very easily. Part of that is I mess up my talking a lot because my brain is going too fast for my mouth to keep up. And so I I thrive really well in examples like that when I can just immediately think, what's my 30? That's so much easier for me to process than mm. like thinking 
can I actually do this? I'm just going to do it. Should I do it? Can my calendar, uh, like going over, you know, in circles, my brain can think, okay, what's my 30? What's what's most important? And so I'm so glad that you said that because that is literally going to change my life and change all these listeners' lives. And so please feel free to bring up any of those things as, as we go, because that is, that is so, so important. Um, Friends, listen to that over and over if you need to get it in your head, because that is so good. Um, So let's, let's transition now into purpose. So we've talked about like, okay, how do, we've talked about burnout, we've talked about boundaries. So how do we align with our purpose after mm-hmm. we've like gone through all of that? So we've got that, we're good. How do we realign with our purpose? Yeah, so realigning with your purpose comes back to values. And this is actually a great segue to kind of discuss what values are. Mm-hmm. Values are your internal compass. They are your morale. If you are pointing north, you are living in alignment with what you want in life. You are aligned because you are pointing north towards your goals. When you are out of alignment, you're pointing south, you're pointing east, you're pointing west. You have no idea where you're going and the currents are taking you. So even once you come out of burnout and you come out of holding a hard boundary, sometimes you can be like, where do I go? Mm -hmm. Like I'm lost. I just hold a boundary with a with someone and they don't want to talk to me anymore, where does my identity lie? Mm-hmm. Where does where does my worth lie? And that comes back to your purpose. Mm-hmm. When you ask those questions of worth and identity, what that really means is what is my purpose to be here on this planet? What is my what is my purpose of being a carbon like a carbon human in this life? Mm-hmm. And it comes back to what you value. Mm-hmm. I use this resource with all my clients. You can just Google Brene Brown values checklist. It's a PDF, really simple. And you, and she has over 70 values. Go ahead and look through those. Be like, what, what do I really value? And that's going to help you realign your purpose post burnout and post um, experiencing just really hard boundaries with some people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Friends, I will link in the episode notes, the uh, PDF that she's talking about. So you can very easily like go click that and, and learn and look at the values checklist. Um, I think that's so good. Cause we, like you said, we can just feel so lost after going through like doing the good work, but just feel really lost after that of like, okay, well, what now? I just did this hard stuff. And like, what is right. what is the actual results of this? Mm-hmm. And it is to, to be in your purpose that God has given you. Like every yep. single human on this planet was given a purpose. And we all have unique gifts and talents to us that align with our purpose. And so going back to the values and figuring out what that is, I think is huge. And if you're also reading this and you're like, or listening to this and you're like, I still don't know what my purpose is. I encourage you to do the values checklist and also like really spend some intentional time with the Lord asking him to reveal that to you. And also take some time to think about like, what do you enjoy doing? What are you good at? Like, what are you naturally gifted in? So like, I'm naturally gifted in helping people and talking to people. Okay. So where, where is my purpose in that? Okay. What do I enjoy doing? I enjoy talking to people and spending time with people. Okay. So how does that align? Like, what are some ways that I can walk out my purpose in that? What is that? So just really spending some time with the Lord and evaluating your gifts that the Lord has given you to figure out your purpose along with the values checklist. Like that's Mm -hmm. super helpful. So thank you for, for providing some resources for us to, to really take some, some, um, 
you know, practical, I use the word practical, practical, <laughs> practical steps. My brain needs that or it goes too I crazy. Love it. It, it goes too crazy. Um, okay, great. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I know we've talked about kind of a wide range of burnout boundaries and purpose, but is there is there anything else that you, you'd like to add to this? You know, I, I guess the last thing I would say is that everyone is worthy of boundaries and that I would just hope that, you know, if you're listening to this, you know that you deserve safety mm. emotionally and physically with the people around you. And I really hope that you take what we talked about today and really implement it. Cause there's a difference between knowing about burnout and knowing about boundaries and knowing about your purpose and realizing it and bringing it to fruition. So just yeah. encouraging everyone to take this and run with it. It's such great value. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's so good. Haley Lynn, you are such a gift. You are oh, such you. a gift and you're such a gift of this podcast. I already know I'm going to get so many messages from women. Like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Have her back. This was so helpful. Cause I think I, I really think every human, but especially every woman has experienced this in some way, shape or form. And so I think this encouragement and this like real life, like next step is so, so helpful for us to get out of the, get out of the burnout that we're in and mm -hmm. set some really good boundaries for ourselves and figure out our values and get and walk in our yeah. purpose that the Lord has given us. And so yep. thank you so much. So where can, where can we find you? Where can we follow you and, and all the info? Um, I'm going to link it all in the episode notes. So awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So you can follow me on the gram, the Instagram at date your soul co date your soul and then just co. Um, and, and that's where I am predominantly. I don't have a website yet, but Instagram's great to reach out to me. My DMS are open. So yeah, and I saw that you are running a coaching special right now and you actually just closed it, but you're <laughs> offering something special. And so can you tell us what that is? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So my current promotion um, has closed for July group coaching. I meet with girls uh, in a community setting every single Saturday of July and it ended yesterday. But for one more week, I'm going to offer the Say What listeners an early bird special through July 9th. Um, so this is if you just DM me, you go to my Instagram and you DM me say what? That's how I say your podcast, just so you know. Yeah. I say like, say what? Like it's like a whole, it's a whole vibe. Um, you, <laughs> if you all just DM me, say what, um, you can secure your spot and get a nice discount, um, for the program. Awesome. Thank you so much for offering that to my listeners. When I saw that on the, on the little Google doc, I was like, oh. <gasps> I feel honored that my, my girls, but people get to get to get a discount. And so thank you so much for doing that. I, I think friends, this, this would be so helpful to all of us and impactful and, and literally life-changing. So definitely hit Haley Lynn up for that. Um, because that, I, I think she'll change your life. So, um, thank well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Like I am so encouraged by this. I'm going to be listening to my own episode like 15 times more to get it really in my head about the 30 seconds and the Maslow's hierarchy of needs and taking those steps and all those things we just talked about because it was just seriously so helpful. And so it was an honor to have you and thank you for the work that you're doing and changing women's lives and helping us be aligned in our purpose and, and get out of burnout and set boundaries. And so just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, friends, we will talk soon. Hey.